what's up? It's your girl, Miss Rena L. Jennerell. Yours truly, Lomwe. Yeah, uh, this is Black Jet Evo Timothy. Farmer Michael. What it do, what it does. What, what up, what up, people? This was good. Are you listening to or tuned into the Five, Five Rounds podcast? Five Rounds. Five Rounds. Five Rounds. Make sure you stick it right here because it's lit. What's happening, guys? Welcome to Five Rounds. Um, you've got myself, one tally, you've got Pato, we've got what up, Ovi. What it do, what it does. Um, <laughs> today, it's a special guest interview. Um, we have a big, big artist, you know what I mean? Um, the, in my opinion, the best female rapper to Malawi. ever come, to ever ever. come Bring out of Malawi. All right? Bring it on. She's a, she's a rapper. She's a singer. She's also a digital marketer. She's opened up for Brick and Lace. She's a multi-award nominated artist. She's worked with the British Council, um, Plan International and Girl Effect, a woman empowerment uh, sort of figure, you know, um, a public mm -hmm. figure mm -hmm. in Malawi. Miss mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Rena, Rena General. Okay. So welcome, Rena. How are you feeling today? You good? I feel good. I feel great. Mm -hmm. so. It looks nice. You look so great. You, you look great as well. Thank you. Yeah, You're welcome. You. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh my goodness me. Um, yeah. So, without further ado, who is Rena as a person? Um, Rena as a person is an all-rounded individual that is very interested in things that um, uplift, empower, and pretty much is at the center of creation i say the center of creation because everything that i do in my life is creative oriented whether it be my nine to five whether it be my passions whether it be my side hustles whatever it is it's always inspired by some sort of creativity so pretty much jack of all trades general fita general purpose machine gun um, <laughs> <laughs> what else I don't know. All-rounded chameleon. That's me. A creative chameleon. Call me that. Wow. Oh, she's wow. a comic. She's wow. a comic. We're in the same team. We're in the same team. I mean, out of <laughs> out of the out of the things that we've mentioned, so rapper, singer, digital marketer, is there something else that I missed out of your creative edge? Is there is there something else that you are talented at that we do not know or the fans do not know? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a voiceover artist, voice model, and I'm also a scriptwriter. I'm a copywriter as well, like professional. Okay. Whoa. Voice over. What do you mean when you say voice over? Like what? Give an example of something that you've been in a voiceover. Um, okay. I can give you an example. I think the yeah. example, without explaining it, I'm just going to do it. Um, yeah. Let me try it. I'm trying to pick. I'm trying to be creative about it by picking something. Does anyone have a product? Like a yeah. product, like a juice or like... Or like a pen yeah. somewhere near. Okay, no, sell our our clothes, our clothes. Not five nigga, because I already <laughs> have to do that one in another one. So I, need to <laughs> I already have to do one for you, you see, so that you one you get it. But I want something else. Do you see the way all guys were like, "Yeah, our product." Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, cool. Um, your hair, your hair, your hair. my hair. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Give it a name. Give it a brand yeah. name. Give okay, so name. your hair is sleek. And <laughs> okay, Sleek give it a name. 
Okay, fine. Let, me, let me do this. This is what I do. I say that I'm a copywriter. I'm also a yeah. voice model artist. Yeah. So yeah. it's hello, Petunia. Here you got some lovely 16 inch hair right here for you. You know what? Fuck it. I don't know how to sell hair. I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm more of, okay. When I say that I'm a voice model artist, I do a lot of um, It's not really yeah. social. It's a lot of corporate work. So yeah. it's the whole, it's the whole, um, the number you've dialed is not available at the moment. Please try again later. <laughs> you sound, voice you sound familiar. You sound familiar. Yeah. <laughs> No, don't, don't tell me no, you've Not that I did that one in particular, but I do that kind of stuff. They're called interactive oh, voice responses. Lovely, so basically, lovely. the lady, the lady you can call from the bank or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm not on every platform, but just different yeah. ones. But I do that kind of work: radio, adverts, TV commercials. Very, very I, nice I uh, operator voice, guys. Thank you for those for the fans, <laughs> for the fans, for the fans that don't understand what she just said. Is in our country. On the phone, the voice, the voice message, operator, the, yeah. the voice operator that we have in our country, in our language, she literally just did it to the team. So she's done that. So we've been talking to you when we ring in our country and we hear the voice. I'm always in your ear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, God true, damn. Yeah. Of course, true. they have different girls that do it, but I'm one of them. Ah, it just great. depends on which which thing you're using. Hmm. That's applaud you. Applaud you on that. Applaud you. That, that. No, that's oh, pretty. You. That's pretty <laughs> sick. So, I mean, everyone that comes on the show, we would like to know where you're from. Obviously, we know where you're from, but for the fans, tell the fans where you are from. Where do you rep? I rep Blanta. Blanta born. Blanta raised. I have mm. not lived in any other city or country. Be town. Uh, where is Blanter? Because there's Blanter in Scotland and there's Blanter <laughs> over in Malawi as well. From Scotland, I'm from Malawi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know right. there's a Blanter in Scotland. I'm, I always yeah. peg it every time I'm trying to use my my GPS and my maps and whatnot. It's like Blanter Scotland. Nah, G, I'm not in Scotland. The warm heart of Africa, Malawi. Mm. That's mm. really good. That's really good. We're rapping. We're rapping. Hey, man. I hear you. Nah, that's, yes, that's, we do. That's pretty good, man. Um, so what was um, what was your passion growing up? You know, as a person, what did I you, think bro <laughs> you always have a passion for music, or you know, what was nah, your passion? I didn't. I hated music when I was a kid, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just what? like what? What? Yeah, you didn't, you didn't know that, now did you? <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. When I was like, you know, like the early years, like five, six, seven, eight, that, that age, I was yeah. a cartoon watching person. I never used to love music. In fact, I had, I had a cousin, <laughs> funny enough, and we're so close. I had a cousin that like, um, every time I visit her house, cause she was an only child. So every time I visit her house, I was like the baby child in my house. And then she was like big sister vibes. So I'd go to her cabin and we literally used to give ourselves like a TV time, a timetable where we would watch Cartoon Network for 30 minutes, channel over 30 minutes all day. Like we'd literally just be switching like that. So everyone would keep their eye on the watch just to make sure that, hey, it's about 30 minutes. You better, you better give me that remote. <laughs> <I'm> literally. 
Ah, that's an African household. <laughs> before the days of PVR and dual view, before all that, where you had one TV set. That's one <laughs> one channel at a time. <laughs> that is Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, was, uh, I, was, I never I used to be into music. Like, I, w- I would listen to music because of my sisters. Mm. I would listen to music because of, like, basically in transit whatnot but i think it was only when i really entered my teens that i really 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 started really like listening to music properly i think mm. yeah. that is okay. that is okay. unreal that is unreal I've been a writer writing has always been a part of me writing and drawing that's technically where my creativity started especially with drawing started with drawing then developed into writing so i've always played with those so since you didn't like music so like how do you get not to like music and then get into music what got you into music then i'm trying to remember um we used to always have a lot of talent shows at school Mm. for starters so i would here and then i remember there was the one time that i performed i did a song and i did a song like dedicated to my dad and it was a very angry song because i lost my dad when i was three so i was pissed off at my dad growing up that he died you know one of those things so yeah yeah. so like i think that was one of the first 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 things that i wrote like that but then after that there was a season where like it was just experimenting you see Mm -hmm. this needle right here in the top left corner (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about that guy that guy like i think i think he had his own little he had his own little pdd vibe thing going on because he was trying to do a group so he needed a girl and like he forced me to start doing music i swear he forced me it was about first didn't want to do it so one time so we can say one time he made you yeah pretty much Nah, he was on, no, like, like, no, you know way, no He's way. Like, just try doing this. He knows yeah. exactly how it went down. Like the first mm. conversation that we had, I only remember bits and pieces of it. But like for me to actually start recording, he mm. paired me with the producer, and he's like, "Dude, I need you to be recording. Just keep recording. It doesn't matter. Just record. Just record." And I think I just got into the vibe of it because I think I was writing too much and I wasn't mm-hmm. recording at all. Yeah. So, but I just got used to music. Yeah, like me personally, I just want to say something that. Rina, mm. like I know music, I hear music, but the only time that I I appreciate, I was like, this is the queen of hip hop of of Malawi was, uh, Pilgrim, played mm. me a song that mm. has never been released. To you dropping uh, raps in a studio, Pilgrim. At the time we were TMI, and mm. me and Pilgrim were really close. We we're really close. We used to what, song, together. what song was that? What I said, song was no, that? she did she was doing so many songs and he's, he uses he played me two types two songs i don't even mm. know the titles mm-hmm. and i will tell you what but he said listen to rena say rena say rena amata i said yeah i know i know from rena on the yeah yeah, yeah 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 that was the first song yeah Arena, then he, yeah no, then that he is played, unreal that is then unreal. he played he played yeah. me some lyrics that you were dropping in the studio that mm-hmm. you never released, but I don't know if it was just freestyle. And I was this is like, yeah, fuck, fuck that. She is a queen of rap. Because <laughs> uh, no, no, they, and, like 
I don't. I, I, I personally wouldn't think today. Flowers, flowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that is crazy. That is crazy. Ovi, Ovi. Talking, talking about that. Like realistically, guys. Uh, guys watching the show. Um, you have to know that uh, back in Malawi, the the uh, the music industry is really dominated by males. So, uh, it's really crazy that uh, we have Rena here, and she's really been kicking it from the start. Rena like how do you cope up like how did you make a name for yourself and being that the 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 music the industry the music industry in malawi is male dominated how do you make your name i think i made a name by accident to be honest yeah <laughs> you know the thing is it sounds very comical when i say these things because when i sit down and when i sit down and think about how things turned out and how things started uh, it doesn't really make any sense it really doesn't because I didn't have a formula. I didn't have a plan. I was just mm. doing. Mm. So with the music, it was one of those things where a friend had to encourage me to be like, I say, just be recording. I say, I'm like, I right, don't like literally y'all don't even know that I actually have two albums. Two. Y'all only know about one. Two. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, technically damn. I have two albums and I Ooh. have one mixtape. Literally. I have two albums and one mixtape. Technically. That's what I have. Yeah, more than that. Yeah, more than that. Since of course, there's the songs that we never put now into, like we never compiled. That doesn't yeah. include the music that we didn't compile, but like compiled mm -hmm. projects. I have two album projects. I have one mixtape. But then there's like a hundred other songs that got lost in the hemisphere. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely true. I think my Rena story, the day that Rena was born, like Rena for real, for real was born, mm. was uh, when I went to... Pilgrim Studio to record a song called Tiga Figa. Um, <laughs> basically, I came there, recorded my verse. Pilgrim's like, whoa, you know. And then, yeah. Re and then Rena came the next day and recorded her verse. It was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> we got competition. Yeah. Yeah. You still have that song? Yeah, I still have it. I still have That's it. That's why I was saying that I've yeah. heard, I've heard lyrics of you rapping. Yeah, because it is like Pilgrim. Pilgrim will just play me like listen to Rena. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is when you think about it, my musical career has actually it's actually it's every every couple of years I could be doing different things, but actually mm. I'm doing the same thing because I started with just recording on other people's songs, then started yeah. my own music. Annoying. Then when I stopped doing like I hadn't I haven't released a single since 2018. Mm. I think 2018, yeah, 2018, that was my last official single as Rena. After that, I was featuring in other people's songs again, but mm. I wasn't releasing my own music. Up until now, I still haven't released my own single again. Mm. Okay. Wow. Before we go, before we go to the next question, Rina, just a quick question. Uh, mm -hmm. Megan, Nicki Minaj, or what's the other one? Uh, the crazy one. What's another? Uh, come on, I'm Cardi B? Cardi B? Uh, Cardi or Cardi. I'll <laughs> say do I do I have to choose one? No. <laughs> if you are given an option to say, okay, you're gonna get a feature by Cardi, Megan, or uh, yeah, but what, wait a minute, why are you gonna limit her to just those three? Mm. You know, those, those, no, those, those are, are the, the biggest. The, the, yeah, those the are the biggest you think of. Three right. girls that can rap. Alright, go on. Go Let's on. hear this. Okay, um, because you've mentioned those three, I would say I would love to do a feature with Cardi B because Cardi B is has the she has the energy, she has this energy. For me, I'm all about energy. 
I don't I miss it. Like, I'm about energy. She has a certain energy that is raw and real about her. I was expecting you to choose that as well because that's what I would have thought. You, 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 yeah, you go on. You go any on, other day, words. I would have said Nicki Minaj any other day. Mm. Now, Nicki, Nicki has that, like, if you don't even look at all three characters, mm. I think Megan has that, that youthful vibe for me. Mm. She has that youthful vibe, that pizzazz, that sass. She got that. That's mm. like, if I could take pieces of, of them and put them in me, I would take that of Megan. When it comes to Cardi, I love her raw and realness because as much as she can get her makeup done and do this and do that and get her long ass hair, mm. I say that girl will tell you, nigga, I like what, what, what. She's out there, you know, she's just, she's just being herself. <laughs> she is, yeah. She's <laughs> not pretending. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, a lot yeah. of us actually pretend and when you're in such a position in the arts you end up pretending a lot you pretend to be something you're not so i appreciate her for that and of course like the realness her project guys guys there's so many songs Eesh. i wish i wrote <laughs> them. Uh, come on funny enough i never liked Nicki minaj to begin with I never liked her. I thought she was too artificial too bubblegum too plastic and i thought it was a disgrace to hip hop to be that kind of oh, artist. How dare you? That's news. how I used to feel about it. Yeah, yeah. Newsflash. News I, 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 I don't like it still. Well, yeah, go on. Oh, wow. Because of the marketing <laughs> issues. Like, when you think about marketing issues in music, you understand why yeah. she was brought to us that way. And it's only, like, into, like, what, her... Like, I don't know. I feel like when she now settled in her career, mm. when she was now, Woody, I am fucking mm. Nicki Minaj. Full stop, end of story. When she got to that place, yeah. that's the Nicki Minaj I began to love. That is the... Yeah, yeah. I say, yeah, she, she got bars. I say, that girl got bars and stories and emotion. So that was so, a beautiful ending to this story. Bits and yeah. pieces, I would take bits and pieces of that. So I, I can't really choose one. Yes. MC Light, man. That's what I was hey, going to say. That's why I was going to say. Uh, talk to me about featuring with Eminem. Talk oh, to me about featuring with, you know, like li those are the people that I used to listen to growing up. I used to listen to Eminem, Curtain Call. That was the album I used to listen to. My first album that I ever got was that. The next one was uh, 50 Cent. Um, what's that? Get Rich or Die Trying. I was not the bubblegum CD buyer when I started liking music. It was the kind of CDs that guys would have. That's what I used to do. <laughs> Rough Riders, DMX. Wow. That's what I used to listen to. What? Hey. <laughs> so give it to you. <laughs> Come on. I bet those guys have energy. But yeah, Rest that's me. Sex, I just happen to be a girl. See. All right. So <laughs> next question. Your breakthrough single. Not like me. Huh? <laughs> Did you know that that was oh, it? You know this song was good when you recorded uh -huh. it. You know? <laughs> How did you feel? No. Um, when we were recording it, I was told I needed to do a song that was. Mm. Okay. Yeah, make them go. Grr. So I was like, I guess we gonna make them go. <laughs> so we did that. <clears throat> um, when it came out, actually, it came out in a compilation CD because we did a radio run. So there was not like me. There was a song called Go Diva. And then there was a song that I featured on called Crush, if I'm not mistaken. I featured with the Zimbabwean artist and a Zambian artist, Cherish and Judy. The original song is actually from Zam from Zimbabwe. And then we just mm. did a, you know, a tree collab, whatever. Mm. So when it came out, we gave it to the stations. And mm. surprisingly enough, like 
Go Diva was actually my official single. The follow-up single was not like me, but they were released at the same time mm. on the same okay. disc. Yes, it was now a song for the ladies, a song for the hip hop heads. But you're yeah. getting like two sides of me because that's the that's the one thing I celebrate about me: the fact that I'm able to sit on every type of beat. Like I'm yeah. not I'm not particular. Um, so it was just to give you a little bit of work. This is what I can do, you know. But it just so happened that people vibed with not like me more. And it yep. broke my heart, guys. It really did break my heart because that's not oh. the song that I wanted as my single. Go diva. <laughs> it's go diva, oh. isn't it? Ask oh. him. Ask. One time he knows. It's, it's he knows. Go diva the song because that I love was go diva. The, the, work, <laughs> the work that was put into that song. If you listen <laughs> to the song, right, the whole rhythm of the song is the sound of clicking hills. You know, it's, <laughs> oh. it's a diva song. If you listen to the song, it starts. Ka, ka, ka. Go diva. Diva, it goes with the step of it's a, a woman. Ladies it, it's, a, a la it's a ladies' anthem. So she wanted that song to be the, you know. Who came up with the beat? <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Who came up with the beat? I can't remember. How did how did even the beat thing start? I, I Actually, um, it was inspired by another song, and then yeah. um, my producer at the time is the one who did it. Oh yeah. right! So it was okay. it was inspired by um, Carry Out. So mm. just Justin Timberlake yeah, Justin and Timberlake. Timberlake. Timberlake we were, Carry we, Out. That was the time we were experimenting with sounds a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. We were trying to get like um like real life element sounds into yeah. the music. So yeah. we're just like ah, and then the beat started. Like I say, just I say, grab this album, just listen, 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 listen. I'm like, I like this. I can vibes with this. And I I wrote a lit ass song, but ah, y'all motherfuckers didn't take it. Nah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's just using beautiful minds, just coming up with the beat like that, and then just going with the flow. That's really amazing. Yeah. It was nice, though. It was nice. I think music was fun back then. Another question, right? Um, so Rena on them got featured on a U.S. mixtape, the United, oh, States, United of Blood. States of Blood Diamonds. Diamonds. How did that happen? You know, I think you're one of. It the happened few... on Twitter. It happened on Twitter. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, just, just to make it clear, it was just you and Yesaya who featured on this mixtape, right? So I can't remember how I got linked up with the person. I really mm. can't remember. And in fact, I was supposed to record a different song. Mm. We've lost. But this person wanted me on the mixtape so bad. Let me just take this one. Because I'm a don't know who did So they're just like, you know what? Let me just grab this item and put it on the mixtape. And I didn't mind. And it actually it was distributed very heavily. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I was like, oh, what? I was like, dope. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. She's a go-getter. She's a go-getter. She's a go-getter. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Let's do this. Let's do this. We're do this. You don't care. <laughs> You don't give a rat's ass. No, I don't. <laughs> Just about my That's the only thing I care about. Yeah, trust yeah, yeah. me, man. My daughter and my money. Oh, ah. oh, 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 all right, all right, all right. So, Rena, you seem to be, uh, well, not seem to be, you're, you're not a stranger to this uh, international collaboration and everything. And uh, we'd like to know, like, what's your greatest achievement as performing artist and why? You know, I think my greatest achievement as a performing artist is um, hmm, me performing at Lake of Stars. Woo, which year was this? This was this is actually when I just started. When I just oh, yeah. started, E10 um, had the music out. I got booked to perform at Lake of Stars. I didn't get the main stage. I got the beach stage, but I was nervous as hell. 
This was the first time ever. There I was in my Nike yeah. sneakers, my three-quarter pants. Because this was like, I had a uniform look. I would always wear three-quarter pants because I love yes. three-quarter pants. Oh, yes. I love oh, yes. I've always been a vest person, like vests and like, you know, short yeah. sleeve tops. Like, I've always been that person. That's always a part of me. It's only now that I've like evolved, like now wearing like, fine. I'm still wearing sneakers, but I'm wearing mm. like my jeans, switching it up here and there and whatnot. But yeah, I was my first time performing there. I say that because I'm not saying that as much as Lake of Flowers is a very big platform, there's mm -hmm. a lot of learning that came after that point of me performing at Lake of Stars. So I established a lot of connections for the years that came after that particular day. And it was absolutely amazing. And it's like, I meet international artists all the time, guys, like all the freaking time. Like, it's just, it's amazing. And it's shocking to me because I'm like, guys, little old me who barely has anything to my name, I'm here, I'm chatting with, this person who has X amount of awards and what, what, and we're actually having a conversation. Like there was a time when Reason came and he was performing at Lake of Stars. I linked up with his producers. We actually had a very good chat. Chill Sessions had a chat with his wife because she was there. And I was like, how do, and I was actually asking her, I was like, how does it feel to be like, to be the wife of such a superstar? What's oh. it like? Oh, that's a really good question. That's yeah. really like, good question. what's it like for you? She's like, yeah. uh, you know, it's just, yeah, it's there. Like, I'm just supportive. And I'm like, wow. You know, I really want to find someone who can support me like like that. Let's because spin, uh, women, let's, women have that. Yeah. They have that supportive yeah. thing for let's, the guy who's... Let's spin that around. Let's spin, spin that, that around. around on you, actually. Let's spin it around on you. What's it like being the superstar, being female, you know, and say, for example, if the male's not into music or not doing music, what's it like dating someone who, yeah. um, you know, doesn't understand or maybe just not into what you're doing, basically, mm. you know? Um, I would say it sucks. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it does, yeah. I'm going to say this because, you know, I need to be political, politically correct about what I say. Mm -hmm. So. I'm mm -hmm. going to say this because I've been in a situation where I've been like been with someone in the same industry. Yeah. I've done that. Same industry. Mm. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm. For some people, yeah. it works. For other people, it doesn't. Because that's what we always, always see is like the uh, same industry and then they in their relationship. Yeah. I feel the problem. The thing is with same industry, with, yeah. with time spent, emotion grows. This is some, Ooh, something that's... I heard that line before. Yeah. Someone, it, like, it, someone, it. like, years and years ago, someone once told me this, with time spent, emotion grows. So yeah, generally, the more time that you spend with someone, hmm. the more emotionally inclined or attached you become to them. Okay. Yeah, so sorry. then it's easier for you to end up with someone in the same industry because if you're in the same industry, you're constantly like that. You know, hmm. wherever you, you're constantly rubbing into each other. So sometimes it works because yeah. you have a common goal, a common interest. Sometimes it doesn't because we all know what it's like to be in the industry. Yeah, the we all know what comes with it, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's tough. But I would say with me being an artist, I have come to a point where now, like, you know, after all these years, I didn't see it before. I've always yeah. been a ride or die. I've always been like, you know, I think if you know me well enough or have known me long enough, you know that purity is at my core. So when yeah. someone hurts me, it really hurts. Um, like legit, ask one, ask one time. Me and one time, he would argue, argue like husband and wife, bruh. I swear, if I could stab you, nigga. <laughs> do, you put, do you put that pain, do you put that pain and pour it into your music? I do. Sometimes yeah. I do. 
Yeah. Sometimes I do. I used to do it a lot, but I realized that not all minds are meant to be decrypted. Mm. My mind is one of those. It's not meant to be overly decrypted. So I only let you know what I feel you can handle. That's so I try not to put my life in my music too much because it's messy. So how is your child, you're when Zan saying mommy is a public figure, is an artist. What's she uses it to her advantage, boss? My kid is smart. Ah, yeah. <laughs> my kid is just like me. Oh, yeah. me. Ah, oh. My daughter is just like me, yeah, like legit. I, I wanted to understand there because you know, like, how does she feel? Like, mommy, she, is she's 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 she doesn't she really get to her head. Ice, just show your face. What's up? Hello. Hello. Welcome to Fire and thank you for being here. That's my baby. She takes. Beautiful. She uses it. She really uses it to her advantage. I think. Mm. Okay. I think. Um. I think because like she, I've always been mom to her. I've never been Rena. You know what I mean. So uh, because I've always been mom, she still sees me as mom. But then like people always yeah. be like, you know, like when I go, especially when I go to a school, especially now that she's older, she be yeah. like. Her friends will be like, who's that? Your, that's your mom. Your, that's mom. your mom. Your mom is Rena. Dude, <laughs> 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 that's what I was trying to get at. That's what I was trying to understand. Like, when you know, like school, they're like, your mom is Rena. You mean Rena? <laughs> because people will see you as Rena. She sees you as mom. <laughs> Sometimes it annoys her. Sometimes she loves it because then, obviously, like, I remember, like, for her birthday, it was like two months ago. I got her like a compilation video with like all of these celebrities that wished her a happy birthday. So she like connected all the videos and she put them on a status. So you had like Tay Green there, you had Kim of Diamonds, you know, you had uh, you had so many different friends. And she's like, and all her friends, she had Eli and Juji even sent her a video to wish oh, her a happy birthday. Yeah. And then her friends really were like, big. oh my God, can your mother adopt me? <laughs> <laughs> so I like the advantage. I think we both like the advantages that it brings. So, uh, if if I had to say, you know, uh, you know, it, it, when what you do, you go a lot uh, through a lot. <laughs> of stuff, right? mm -hmm. What would be what would be your greatest challenge that you ever gone through? So, through you being an artist, what had been the greatest challenge that you have gone through? So, even if it had been involved with your personal life and it affected your artist arti artist side, you know what I mean, that kind of way. What would have been the greatest challenge that you've ever gone through? I think my greatest challenge is finding balance. What like in any situation, because like, I think because the question is so broad, it's like mm -hmm. I can pinpoint to the, like in 2010, my greatest challenge was being able to facilitate my household. And like, mm -hmm. I used to literally survive on those gigs. That's why I was performing a lot because wow. that was how I made my money without yeah, those gigs. Yeah. I didn't have any extra money. So that was my greatest challenge then. You know, yeah. um, coming into the industry, my greatest challenge was finding my footing, considering that I only learned Chijewa when I was 16. And I only started being comfortable speaking Chijewa when I was like in my 20s because of radio advertising. Wow. Because there will be a lot of radio adverts that come in Chijewa. And you have to learn how to say that. You have to learn it. If you don't learn it, you ain't making no money. So... <laughs> 
I had Small to learn. the streets. Ah, gotta be street smart if you need a buck. I think. <laughs> you want a buck, then I have to be street smart. So wow. I think at that at that time, my 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 greatest or hardest moment was now being able to speak my mother tongue because people are like, "Oh, you sound so Western. Oh, you uh, sound so no. Oh, you don't sound Malawian." I'm sorry, guys. I was educated by white people. It's not my fault. That is true. That is true. A bit stereotyped, like, yeah. You know, like it's not my fault. White people taught me how to speak English, so I speak like them. If a black Ooh. person taught me how to speak English who speaks like with a proper Malawian accent, that would be my accent. That's how wow. you learn. So if white people like white people have been in my life since I was zero, zero years old. So this is my whole life. My whole this is my language. That's what mm -hmm. I my English is my first language. It's not Chijewa. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. It's only now I can comfortably be like, ah, Chijewa was my first language because now I, I've I've got it on lock. I've got enough to more than enough to survive. In every bar, in every bar, you got that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's different moments in my life have given me different tough times. But I say the hardest thing across hmm. the board has been finding balance according to what I'm going through at that moment in time. That's always been my toughest thing. Cool balance, balance, right? That is what what yeah. is sorry sorry what is your what is finding balance <laughs> no come on now what is, your, <laughs> what, what is your creative process like you know what what do you do when you're making a song what what do you have to do what's your routine because some people have rituals and routines and stuff like that you know what i mean i mean i'll give i'll give you an example i have to these days i have to hear a beat first i have to feel the beat maybe related to something an emotion for me to write yeah, so what is your creative process like? Um, I have a creative process that's very similar. I have mm. different ones. Mm. But normally, if let's say someone says, oh, Rena, um, I, want to, I want to feature on a track. I'm like, okay, fine. The first thing I'm going to do before I start asking questions, because the thing is I'm a marketer, right? So if I'm going to spend my brain power to come mm. up with lines to make mm. your song sound nice, mm. you better make sure that song better be heard by more than the people that live in your house. Because mm -hmm. my bars are precious. Who? No, but like we really need to. Like it's not even about me being pompous or anything. You see, we all spend time doing mm -hmm. the things that we love, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It requires a certain level of effort for me to write a song. Same as you. It requires you. Same like if you write a song to do your job, whatever it is that you do, it requires you that effort. It's only mm -hmm. great if your effort is appreciated. That is true. So, that is true. When it comes to my process, if someone's asking me for a feature, the first thing I want to hear the beat because I don't jump on something that I don't feel. Because if I don't feel like it, if I don't mm -hmm. feel it, then it means I'm not going to give you the best product. You're not, not going to give everything. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Um, so I need to hear it first. When I hear it, you tell me what it's about. If the concept doesn't make sense to me or doesn't align to me and my branding, then I won't do it. For example, I refuse love songs. That's the one thing I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> no hey, heartbreaks out here. I've got a love song coming up. You know what I'm saying? It's not even about love. It's not even about like, I know how to do love songs. That's easy. Mm. Give me something mm. that's a little more difficult. Let's not, let's do the unexpected. But also, like, I'm not in love. So why are you making me write a love song? Mm, okay. Okay. So there's that process. The other process that I have is sometimes I just write, um, sometimes I just come up with bars. I come up with melodies. Mm -hmm. I listen to plenty of instrumentals on YouTube if I just feel like writing 
because it's also a mode of expression. So anyway, yeah. whichever way I'm feeling, it just depends. But normally I hear, then I write. Sometimes if I'm just writing, then that means I haven't heard anything. I just had an idea that came to my head and I jot it down. One note, guys. One note saves my life. I put everything in there. One note saves so, life. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Apple, Apple notes for me. <laughs> as, we're, as, as we're going, guys, just want to say this. We have Arena here, our lovely queen of hip hop from Malawi. Guys, and if you want, if there's something that you feel we haven't asked, you want to know about Rina, please drop it drop in the comments. In the comments. Like, subscribe, and share. Uh, we're going to have a link on the bios to her music so you can listen. If there's something that we did ask, you want to ask about, drop it in the comments. Uh, she'll be looking at it. She'll answer it herself. She'll write it in the comments. And of course, subscribe, like, and share. And because of all, we're going to have a link in the bio of all music. Listen to what she brings into the hip hop industry of Malawi. Yeah, we, she's, she's, she's our king B of music in Malawi, guys. That's <laughs> it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that, is a, that is a crazy one. Just, no, just, yeah. Just, just to continue that with your interview there, um, I'm just going to ask Rina there. Like, um, like, how would you describe uh, the music that you typically create? Like, how would you describe that? Hmm. In terms of the contents or the sound? Well, let's go both ways. The, the content first, and then you can explain about the, the sounds as well. In terms of the content, when mm. it's a song that's actually mine or a project that's actually mine, I only like to speak of things that I know. And I think these are conversations that I've even had with Wantali before. I used to be like, you know, I don't want to be rapping about um, Maybachs and stuff because I've never been in a Maybach, bro. So why would I want to lie? I, I, I've never been there. I don't know what it's like. <laughs> you can dream, dream about it, man. Half, half these American artists know. never drove a Maybach. They're like, ah, Maybachs, women in my house. Because people like to hide so much in this artistry, guys. Being an artist is a stressful life. Let's not lie about it. It's stressful. Mm -hmm. It's hectic. You have to sacrifice hours. You have to sacrifice time. You got to sacrifice a lot of finances. Right now, I'm spending a lot of money trying to get my branding in check, and it's pissing me off. <laughs> Ooh, it costs nah, money you know that, so it's like it's important the life of an artist is tough like so mm. so the things that i like the things that i've experienced or third-party stories so for example you can tell me a story about something you've experienced i will relay that story for you in my music i like to speak about things that are real things that have happened because i feel like you know music is um how can you say there's a there's a nice quote about music i used to read it a lot a while ago that that says um Something about music and tears. Mm. I think music is like when you when you can't. But anyway, something like that. But something about me, the connection between music and tears. Like music is. You, you all know when you when you're when you feel it. When you're feeling emotional. When you're going through something and you hear a song, you feel and you understand the song better than you do than when you're just listening to it. Like you understand the lyrics when you're going through the thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's yeah. about music and lyrics. I think we all know. We've all seen this quote something, but it's connected to music, tears, lyrics. All right. All so, right. Yeah. So in terms of the contents, I just I'm just trying to be me. I just want to be me. I want to be able to represent me because believe you me, the same way other people have analyzed me, I've mm -hmm. also analyzed me. I'm my biggest hater. Ain't nobody can hate me better than me. <laughs> Shout out to the haters right. out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think when it comes to me being my, hey, me, I'm, I'm my biggest hater indeed. So I yeah. scrutinize everything that I do from the sounds 
to mm-hmm. the contents. So yeah, mm-hmm. that that stuff it, it's really yeah, yeah. I can absolutely agree. I can agree with that. She's her she's her own biggest hater. Sometimes she, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's so many stories there. I want to say something anyway before I go because I just have to go. I, I, something came up and I have to go. It's an artist, but I really appreciate that I've had the chance to actually talk to you. Like this. it's it's an honor. It's an honor. You know what I mean? You're queen, our queen. It's you are queen of hip hop in Malawi. You it's better keep honor. that, me. keep that, me darling. You are the queen of hip hop. Well, there's I do no need to do better. I do need to do better. There's more music that I need to release. No, but I don't think there's any woman right now that has come up to do what you've yeah. done. I'll see you later, guys. Uh, I got, I got to go. I love you. What, what do you want your legacy to be, man? You know, when you set out to start music and all these things, what do you want your, what do you, do you want people to remember you as? I want people to remember me as. I think, I think I can actually. I don't, I don't know if I want to be remembered or for the things that I have done to be remembered instead of me, because I'm only human, so. Mm. I am very flawed, mm. very heavily. So, you know, what is great for you in me may not be for somebody else. Mm. But if I then use whatever capabilities and opportunities that I have to then put into something that can stay, that can mm. live longer than a human life, and that thing can impact you and your life in such a way that can um, make you appreciate creativity or art, then. I think that's how I want to be remembered. Legacy, man. Legacy. Yeah, so the music should live on through so many different types of things, you know? Because everything I do is connected. You know, you've got Rena the artist, Rena the voice model. You've got Rena the TV actress. You've got Rena the digital marketer. You've got Rena, what else? Rena the chili maker with her whole chili business. Rina There's so many different versions of me. Multiple split personality disorder. Plenty Rena's in me. Um, oh, yes. actually, mm. well, before you ask that question, MP. So you've recently released uh, Jimami with uh, AC. You know? Yeah, man. Tell us about that single and your relationship with AC, ACX, you know. Well, me and AC, actually, funny enough, we've kind of been friends for a while. Mm-hmm. But we were only friends on social media. So we'll talk on Twitter, yeah. and more especially after when she came back to Malawi, we mm. would talk on WhatsApp because we were <clears throat> part of the same WhatsApp group that had like a whole bunch of artists on it. Mm-hmm. Now, 2019 is when we started hanging out, and it was wild. I fell in love in 2019. I fell in love with AC James, like legit. <laughs> Big up, big, big up AC, man. So, uh, big, big up, up AC. So we've pretty much had a, a long-standing, long-standing friendship that has mm. evolved as the time has gone. And she's pretty much a part of my life, like, forever. So anyway, mm. um, when it comes to the song, we always used to say, you know what, here we are. And people used to see us. Like, this is the funny thing. I think it started from what people used to say. Because <laughs> people used to see us, and then they'd be like, you guys are always together, but the one thing you don't do is record a song. <laughs> you guys, hey, everywhere you go, here you are together. Like, if I see AC, I know I'm going to see Rena in like two minutes. I see Rena, I know I'm going to see AC, but I don't see a song between you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it started from there, and then we started the conversation. So every mm. time would be like, this is from 2019, guys. This is 2021. Wow. 
Wow. So we'd always be like, you know, we haven't done a song together. We should do one. And I was like, yeah, but if we do one, I say we, we better we better make sure that better. it's a proper song. Like, we can't embarrass ourselves. Mm. So I think maybe also that that factor. And then we started talking about it again. There was a time that actually we were having some drinks and we were having a very good time. And I was telling, I was like, Atu, I've got the song. I've got the song mm. that I did back then. We can mm. redo it. Let's get a producer. And I just sang the chorus to her. And she's like, oh, that's actually pretty dope, huh? Yeah, that's dope. Okay, fine. And then it just stopped there. We never did the song. <laughs> then oh. she was recording her EP, The Gemini, The mm. Gemini, or Gemini, because mm. she's Gemini. Yeah. So she was recording her EP, you know, going back and forth, you know, sending her songs and whatever. And you know, she was really like, when I was releasing music, guys, oh my God. Sorry, I, I refer to her by her first name. Mm. I, I can't call her AC. So I so said, when AC, when AC is doing music, um, she's, she's really, she really gets into it. So any little tiny thing that doesn't go the way she wants it to go will piss her off. So, <laughs> so she's going through her project and whatnot, and she just yeah. so happens. Oh, we lost her. We happens that she heard like, ah, let yeah. me play this for you. Yeah. So the guy played it for her, and she's like, oh, I like it. And she started lacing it. So mm -hmm. she laced it. She put, a, she put the hook. She put the chorus. I mean, she put the she put the hook on the verse, and then she's like, "Rena, I did this song. I got this beat. What, what, what?" So I think the first thing she did was send me the beat. Then she sent me her part in the beat, and then she's like, "I think this is the one. I think this is the song that we can do." Hmm. And then I was like, "Okay, let me try." And believe you me, I had a tough time coming up with those lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> the queen but herself they, was sweating on this, yeah. <laughs> but, but they came out. They came it was out. tough. It was tough, mm. but yeah, did the song. Song came out, mm. and there it is. Jimami. Jimami. So, what does what does that mean for for other listeners that are probably not Malawian, right? What does Jimami mean? <clears throat> A Jimami is um, is unforgettable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, when you let me, I think let me not describe what she is, but let me just tell you, like in a situation where there are a bunch of guys in a in a bar or mm -hmm. at any place or as a guy mm. <clears throat> sorry in a situation where as a guy you're in a spot and then you're doing whatever it is that you're doing mm. right let's say maybe you're on your phone taking a sip of your drink watching some soccer you know eating some crisps whatever it is you're doing and then someone catches the corner of your eye <laughs> obviously you won't look right <clears throat> then when you look you're like you're looking and you're studying this thing and you're like, hmm. Mm -hmm. And you don't really know how to feel about it, but you're just like, hmm. <laughs> and then she keeps on coming closer and then you're like, hey, come on, say this one. Eesh. She's in my me. That girl that leaves you speechless in the way that she walks and the way that she talks and yeah. the way she runs her life. So basically, the Jimami vibe, um, mm -hmm. it started because of <clears throat> sorry That's it's cold right. outside so i'm getting cold um it started because people used to always be like um you know how people okay people used to make fun of older women mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's where it started not even older women like older older not even 40s but you're talking about girls that are in their late 20s heading into their 30s young yeah. women yeah. you know mm -hmm. they would always be like um in a sense of trying to bring a gap between those women and now these young teenage the teenagers that are now becoming like you know 
tiny little flowers and try to be like, ah, you y'all are too old now, so we gonna be with these ones. <laughs> so like, if y'all gonna be that way, leave us, mama me, fail, cause that's we bad and we know it. You see, you can't take that away from us. So we bad. So you can go be bad over there in that little corner. <laughs> we gonna bad over here with the high rollers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so man. yeah, it's that... a term of endearment. Saying Jimami is a term mm. of endearment. So it's like it's one of those things that's like, you know, I'm a badass mother. Shut your mouth. Shut your thing. mouth. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so and this this is very interesting. You know what? You got away with it because then you were just talking about early on about your single, uh, not like me single. And uh you you wanted Diva to be the song, and right here you just made Jimami to be the song. Well done to you there. Like, I applaud you on that. Well done to you. That is unreal. Jimami is the new trend, man. Yeah, yeah, that is unreal. That is me, I'm a bad owner. Say I'm a bad owner. That is unreal. So we're just going to hit you up with the last question on here. We just thought, really, this is very interesting. And we have to just, you know, try to understand on your part as well. Like, in your bio of music, Africa, right? You were you were described as an advocate an advocate for women empowerment right and uh we just wanted to know like how did that come about you know just in that situation um how i came about is i think my connection i'm trying i'm actually trying to remember how i started working with ngos but there was a certain period in time where a, a lot of my career was non-governmental organization oriented mm-hmm. so I've done a lot of those type of projects where we've gone out into the fields and spoken to young girls and given them, you know, terms of endearment and empowering them to say, you know, you need to get educated. You should definitely push through for your dreams, do whatever it is that you need to do. I've worked with Plan International. I've worked with um, with the British Council on on an environmental project. So like we always like I've always been in touch with such things. Mm -hmm. And I think when I started, I think the first one that I started with was uh, the Go Green Initiative with the British Council. We did a theme oh, yeah. song. That mm-hmm. was the first one. After that, I think I started now getting involved with Plan International. And I did a lot of work with them for a couple of years. And it was in that work and in how generally young girls from college would react to actually meeting me. That made me realize and decide that, you know what? If you look at my life and how it went, like my real personal life, my real life story, from the time I turned 15, yeah, all the way through to me starting music at like what 19, probably mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. 19, 20. When yeah. you look at that period, what was happening in my personal life, and then look at how I was getting through that, you know, if it wasn't for the music, I probably wouldn't have been where I'm at today. I I honestly know that the job I have today, I have it because of music because I learned digital marketing so I can better market my music digitally and ended up getting a job and doing it for corporates. Every, like everything I do is connected to the music. So being an advocate for women, I say I'm in a very great position because Mm -hmm. I got there without any papers to say, I'm not, I wasn't qualified in any, I wasn't qualified in music. Mm -hmm. I wasn't qualified in digital marketing, but I was here, there I was doing the stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, being the fact I didn't have any connections to say, so no rich uncles, no rich dad, rich mom type vibes, none mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. I was literally working on building a network by getting along well with people and being able to sit in a room quietly and mm-hmm. just listen to what people are saying and only speak up when it was necessary, ask when I needed to ask and adapt when I needed to adapt. So that not everyone has that opportunity. 
So if I have that opportunity, why shouldn't I use that to better somebody else's life? You know, so I try to make sure that I connect myself to such projects. Same mm-hmm. thing to do with the chili line. I have a chili line called Nasi Mango's Ch- Chunky Chili. Yeah, you can find it on social media. Yes, I'm a we'll plug throw master. it in the bio. We'll yourself, throw it in the bio. Awesome. You can find it on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's yeah. Nasi Mango Chilies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the socials have actually only just started, so it's quite. It still needs to be filled up. Um, that business empowers um sellers, so fruit, vegetable, hawkers. Yeah. in the city whether it be in the market i remember actually there was a bunch of kids that had a mango tree in their backyard and they used to come from like a, like uh, the area that i used to live in yeah on the other side of the hill so they used to come to the to my side which had a mm. lot more people to sell oh, wow. their mangoes and they used to put them in a big bucket and just yeah. move around house by house oh, wow. and i just told them i was like you know i just every weekend just mm-hmm. bring me mangoes just yeah. bring me mangoes and they would bring me mangoes like a huge bucket so they wouldn't have to now go all over the place they just come straight yeah, to my house yeah. oh wow drop off a whole bucket i give them mm-hmm. money i'm like you know go off and do whatever it is that you need to do the little that you can do for somebody's life can bring a mm-hmm. lot to yours yeah so i try to do that with my music a lot and the projects that i embark on but i know that i chose um female empowerment because i feel like a lot of the times females are belittled mm-hmm I think if I was, if I had a different character, I would not mm-hmm. have been where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. I think I'm where I'm at because of grit. And literally, I, I, I can stand in a room full of lions. I don't care how much money you got. I really mm-hmm. don't. If what you're saying doesn't make sense, I'll let you know that it doesn't make sense. Or I'll just walk away and go talk to someone else. Because I'm confident in myself. I know myself. I mm-hmm. know my worth and value. But not, mm-hmm. not many people know that about themselves. So if I can render some sort of training, or if I can render some sort of assistance to be like, let me empower you by supporting yeah. your project. And you yeah. have actually empowered me by giving me that particular product. Cause I'm also gaining from it. Right. Jeez. So I try to try, I try my very best to connect myself to things like that, because I think that's where my heart is as an artist. You need to have some sort of philanthropic type of thing. I don't even know if I said it properly. Philanthropy. Well. How would you yeah. say it in like I don't know. I, I think that I, don't know. I ain't even gonna try. Neither. If you want to be a phila- philanthropist, philanthropist. Yeah. Philanthropist. Yeah. Philanthropist. English, English yeah. bundle. Yeah. Ah, yeah. If you want to be that kind of person, um, uh, pretty much a giver, a helping mm-hmm. hand. Mm-hmm. You need to be in a position where you can receive, mm-hmm. right? And then you need to choose where you think it's best directed according to your brand. So according to the brand of Rina, I advocate mm-hmm. for female empowerment. That's what I do because I believe mm-hmm. I have been empowered and I would like to in turn empower in whatever way that I can. Cool. That was really hot. Like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just catching us on the show, uh, just to let you know, you just missed out on the very hottest part of the show and ah. you have to go back and watch that because... <laughs> Young girls out there, uh, young men out there, uh, we were talking to Rena, but then the most important message is empowerment. I caught empowerment there. Rena has been amazing in her life. She's just been amazing from growing up and helping kids and being able to be, you know, the voice to the young ones, the voice to, you know, people that can really make it out there. And she's still pushing out there. And you have to follow her. She's on live and you have to follow the link in the bio. Everything is in there for you. 
Yeah, man. So, as a tradition of five rounds, everyone we interview uh, does the wrap up for us. So, Rena, if you could do the honors. <laughs> Whoo! Gotta get myself ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Okay. Go. Am I close enough? Yeah. Can you man. see me? Yeah. Do I look cute? Yeah, Amazing. All right. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, Miss Rena L. Jennifer, the baddest female MC in the land, and you listening to or tuned into Five Rounds. Five so, yeah. Rounds. Make sure you stick it right here because it's lit. What's a pleasure? What's a pleasure? Uh-uh. Boy. <laughs>